0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com.
1: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So, set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to keepitfunohio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
0: Hey, everybody, welcome aboard our new podcast, Making Waves, a Shiprock Podcast from wherever you are to wherever we are we sure appreciate you joining us we're here with two very important goals number one to rock hard and number two to vacation harder your hosts chad nicefield and justin press enjoy the episode and we will see you on the
2: ship all right listen
0: uh thank you ship rockers for uh a little bit of a late start today. We have some technical difficulties because Zoom is going to be undergoing some uh, major changes tomorrow, so I think they got an early start on us, but we're all here now. Uh, my name is Justin, and I am a co-host with uh, Chad Neisfield, you guys know from Wilson, and host of Shiprocks 2020 and obviously 2021 coming up. And we are very lucky today, or it's actually tonight. It's tonight. That's an early start, guys. Uh, we're very lucky tonight to have with us uh, Joe Catella from The Band Dead. Uh, two-time, line, Shiprock Joe, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us this Friday night. We appreciate thank, you. Coming. Thank you
2: for having me. I appreciate it, brother. As always, good, yeah, good uh, to see you guys. I was jamming
1: your your uh, your new your new EP, the mini EP, uh, micro EP. Uh, micro, right yes. Yeah. There's proof. <laughs> I see, one lie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shiprockers, you guys out there in Facebook Live World, Uh, if you haven't been with us before on Making Waves, thank you, Joe. Um, Go ahead, if you have some questions for Joe you wanna ask, please throw those in the comments section and we'll get to those. Um, And also make sure after we're done the interview, stick around for some information for events upcoming and a little special contest we're gonna have for uh, the band, uh, I'm sorry, for fans of the band Dead um, who have been on Shiprock, so this could be a really cool little deal. Anyway, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna kind of moderate some stuff here, but I'm gonna let two musicians talk about musician shit. So you guys have at it. And again, Joe, thank you so much, and thank you, Ship Rockers, for sticking with us. Hey, man. Yeah. Joe, I
1: have, to, I have to ask you. I miss my beard so, so, so much. I used to have pretty much the same size as you. How do you feel yeah. about it right now? Is it like, is it just too much? How long have you had that beard, by the way?
2: Um, well, it's actually we just trimmed it up a little bit, actually. Really. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've had it for it's probably been about about two years now. I've been been working on it. You know, up it goes through ups and downs. You know, yeah, like uh, totally. I bleached it, did, did a little ombre on it and stuff like that oh, in, uh, sure. in different different ways. But how do I feel about it right now? I mean, first of all, I've ask, Did that burn your skin? Like when you bleached it? No, hard no 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 no, yeah it's totally good totally good because it hangs so far off i mean my chin, oh chin, yeah right up here it's like a foot yeah. of hair almost so oh my god um huge. but I, I i i love it it's it's awesome it's so easy because you just don't do anything and, it, and, it, and you just it just appears so it's are you any plans to to uh venture back into the uh yeah
1: I've been kind of like it's figuring it's I'm tiptoeing in I, I' grow it out a little bit and then I'm like ah, I, just, I don't know if I'm ready to go full regalia yet but ever, as mm. I'm looking at you, I just I miss it and I, I remember those days like like yours is the perfect uh, uh, length. To where it covers your neck like completely, your actual neck. Right. But like you can hide right. whatever you want there, and no one would ever know. And that was like my the funnest part about having it. I could put whatever little treats for myself underneath there, and You're mid-interview right. yeah. pull out like a cracker or something like that. You,
2: know? <laughs> right. you can do a bow tie, and no one would even know you were there. You know, until and then you flip it up and you you know you
1: let it, you let them know. <laughs> so, I wanna, no, sorry, sir. It's a formal event. No, I'm formal. Shake <laughs> right. it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but moving on away from your beard, you guys have a sick micro EP out. I just finished listening to it for my third time. And I wanted to ask you something about that because okay. I find it to be so uh, so fresh and new for specifically the rock space um, where you see the micro EP, the version of like putting something out that's way, even, even less amount of songs like a, a traditional EP before... Or record or something like that and was that decision to put this current micro ep out based around uh something that your label and you decided early on or did you switch gears
2: because of the current state we're we're in as a as a society it was it was the it was the plan the whole time and like i said micro ep is such a a funny term to me but i guess that's what that's what you know labels are calling it in the music world's calling it so that's fine um you know but we were just you know to me it's just a single with another song um, yeah. It's just a single with a, like a street track kind of and um, and it's going to be part of our album. Our album is recorded and we're working on figuring out. That's the thing is like figuring out how to release an album right now because you work so hard on it and you do all these things and then you put it out at a time like this. We can't tour on it until whenever we don't know. Um, so that's the difficult part is is like wanting to give it so much life but not knowing how to necessarily. You're only going to be able to give it what you can. You can't tour. You can't, you know what I mean? So it's, it's a weird thing, but we, we're figuring that out for sure. But in the meantime, you know, yeah, releasing songs. Luckily, the way that people digest music now, you can release a couple songs here and there. Um, I know before our last album, I think we released four or five songs before that album came out too. You know, just kind of slowly doing that. So um, we've, I guess, we've always kind of been fans of that because you see hip hop do it. You see, um, I, we were talking about Bring Me the Horizon does it. I see other bands do it, um, and it's such a cool thing because you can release, you know. Uh, one song two songs whatever however you want you can just release it in any way it's it's i don't know it's cool in that sense you know but um um you know as far as uh as far as like you know the album i'm really excited to, to share that when when the time is right You know.
1: yeah i, I find it to be like I said, super interesting. And I think that it allows you to dictate if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like it would allow you to dictate your story as you, as it goes, as the rollout comes. So, you know, a, a lot of times I've, what I've account, uh, I encountered with Wilson and different bands over the years. Um, there's always this big, this big, the big idea of putting out the whole a uh, unique piece of the body of work out into the world at that time. This is the big uh, busto. And then you try to get a tour or you try to get whatever it is to go along with it. So you can market said record. Where in this version of what you're doing with a with micro EP, like you can call it that and say it's a single with another song. But if you're poising the release pattern, over a certain period of time leading up to a record, not just like gratis tracks. If you purchase the record in advance, you get this, or, you know, it's not just promoting the record. It's allowing you to put pins, of course you can't tour right now, but it's allowing you to put unique pins in your story to build your act, um, you know, in a much more substantial way. Yeah. I, I loved, I loved seeing that. It was the first time I saw that it was a micro EP. And I just wanted to comment, but I think it's a really cool move. <laughs> cool. Yeah, you, man. Man. Yeah, um, you
2: know, I'm trying uh, to stay cutting edge, you know, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I did a deep dive uh, last night on on your Wikipedia, and I noticed that you 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 kind of started dead from the um, fanning the flames from something that existed before. And I noticed there was a band called Greeley Estates. That I, were you in that band, or were you?
2: Was I, I wasn't in that. That was um, Kyle and David, the bass player and the guitar player were in that band.
1: Okay, I think my old band played with uh, that band a few times in Detroit. So I was like, maybe we play with each other. Could you tell What's me about your old band? Uh, that band was called airs airs okay cool.
2: yeah, were eight, you like, like were you like kind of like Greeley, like the, the screamo like at the time or were you
1: uh, it was before it used to be called with rescue breathing and we did a bunch of tours with like the used and motion city soundtrack Mike. come okay. from, from us. back in those days uh yeah. right when those bands were on the cusp we were like hey we're gonna go and tour with you guys you know that sort of thing yeah. from the hall shows we used to play hall
2: shows and i'm assuming you're yeah. in phoenix uh that's where you're based. you guys are based out of I was, I'm in New York, but we are, I, am from Phoenix. I was born in Phoenix, but I'm in New York right now.
1: So you guys, did you guys back home do like the hall shows and all of that when you're cutting your earlier bands before dead, cutting your
2: teeth? Yeah. I mean, my, I mean, I, you know, I've been in bands since I was like 15. I started being in bands. So like our first, it was all, and it was like all punk rock. It was like, you know, we wanted to be no effects and, yeah. um, and MXPX and stuff like that. Um, and so yeah our first shows then were you know playing at parties in backyards um and then playing at a bowling alley a place called 10 people all the punk shows were 10 people yeah. um i think th- I mean, it's hard to remember that long ago but like mill and colin and um tsunami bomb and stuff like that go to those shows and then and then we move in this place called the nile theater that maybe you've played at actually yeah, know I, yeah, I know the room. yeah yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And then
2: going there and playing there like i remember going to see strung out there like when i first one of my first like kind of like punk hardcore shows straight face was on there like a straight edge hardcore band and yeah. so like you know all that and then you know so i played backyard parties and i have played halls and i played like anything you can think of like i've played motorcycle uh store opening um yeah. you know parking lot shows when i was like 16. so yeah everything you know
1: yeah. well, hey man we got a speaker we got a couple speakers down here you want to throw a show <laughs> Exactly. You know, when you're a kid,
0: you're just like, sure, anything. You know. I'm here uh, with a um, question, yeah. ship. This is from Angie. She wants to know, Joe, uh, who would you like to still collaborate with, and and or go on tour with? Um, wow, yeah, both of those. Um,
2: I mean, I'd really love to collaborate with um, Run the Jewels. This is the first this is one that really comes to mind that would be really cool. Um, or you know, Trent Reznor. I'm sure everybody says they would love to collaborate with Trent Reznor, but that's definitely one um and tour with would probably be you know it'd be really cool to tour with a band like run the jewels because i i really love like mixing genres together um or you know uh we've never played a show or been on a bill with deftones and that would be probably one of those one of those ones that i really love to do
1: those are Great choices. I was segues into this next uh, question I was going to ask you is what, what did you, what dis, did you discover that made you want to be in a band? It sounds like you came from the punk world like I did, but I don't know if necessarily that was the version of, that like sparked the the interest to be a vocalist. Was there anything that you can remember specifically that said, I want to do that. Uh, and who was that?
2: Yeah. Uh, I, well, I, I, got, I got my guitar, my first guitar I got because I think because of Nirvana, I'm pretty sure yeah. I wanted, you know, you yeah, want to learn so. how to play smelly team spirit mm-hmm. um and then and then corn too the two of them i think were like pretty important for me you know being pretty young too and i don't you know i think i was too young to really be listening to either of them really at the time ultimately you know when you look back it was pretty gnarly stuff for yeah. the cables too but at the same time you know i think those two i see were, were very very important um for me and and um i don't know that i knew that i was going to be a singer necessarily but it was just more of a creative thing you know it's more of like the I, I put together melodies and i had thoughts and and it was just really organic in that sense you know
1: yeah you had a group of um, friends that were in the same sort of shit that you were into and essentially yeah a band gotcha yeah you just kind
2: of find people you're like oh you, you know especially like in the, and you're, i'm talking about the very beginning i'm talking about like 15 years old or something like you're like oh you know you play drums cool i have a guitar and then this guy can have a bass and then you know let, let's and, you know we get together in the garage and we would try to cover green day songs <laughs> and try to cover um you know like at the time slapstick uh, was a big band we loved from chicago suicide machines we loved them and um, all great. kinds of stuff like that in the very beginning so um you know it was it was um i don't know it was, it was a really fun time when you when you i haven't thought about it in a while but you stop and think about it it was, it was so it was just you know there's no rules and it's just awesome
1: which is which which is like exactly what you're what I think you could do with your e, with the micro EP and the, the stripping away this, these boundaries that rock and roll has traditionally had. It, Shiprock's a great indication of what you're, what you, what a fan how a fan can uh, adapt to your band or find your band and become so in, enthralled and in love with that that band or your form of art that the role sort of get stripped away. They, they don't, they're they not looking at it like, this is what it's supposed to sound like, or, or look like, or feel like, or, or release like, or blah, blah, blah. Uh, mm-hmm. You get to kind of make up your own, um, you know, destiny, if you will. So yeah. I, I want yeah, to ask I, you how you got started, you know?
2: Yeah, and I think, you know, and then you, you think of, the, you know, how long ago that was, and then all the things you've experienced, you know, going from like the punk stuff, and then getting way into like, kind of the new metal stuff, and then hardcore, and like, you go through all those different phases, and yeah. then when you are now, yeah. You're like a combination of all of those things, and they, they've all they've all made their way into your DNA, I think, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, like, um, all of that stuff kind of re- kind of permeates from you when you're creating, I think, at this point, you know? I, I completely agree. That's awesome regarding, to hear.
0: Regarding adaption real quick, we have another question from Jennifer. She wants to know, uh, Joe, what's your favorite atmosphere when you're playing live? Do you like club, theater, arena, festival, or Shiprocked? Don't have to be
2: <laughs> Ship <laughs>
0: First, okay. You course. baited him. What's better than being on the, on the top deck, you know, when it's so, beautiful so outside? Let's, let's, let if we could just shift for a second and focus on that. I mean, you guys have played it twice now. The second time going in, you kind of know what to expect. Um, when you first came on, the first time you guys played, what, what were you guys thinking when you go, were playing a cruise and it's going to be set up in this situation where it's not like a festival where you're kind of cordoned off and then you play and then you might do a meet and greet and you're gone. This is pretty – you know, you're basically – hand-in-hand hand with, with with the fans and guests and everything. Like, what were, you, what were your thought processes when you first got on and then when you left that's that first time?
2: The first time. Um, I remember feeling uh, – we were all really excited. You know, we were really excited. Um, we were out on a tour that time with um, – it was in this moment, P.O.D. and New Year's Day, and we went into the ship from there. And And, and I remember, you know, hearing about ship rock, seeing it, thinking, wow, that would be so cool to do that, and not really thinking you're ever going to do it. You just don't expect to do that. And then I remember um, everybody telling me how amazing it was going to be, and you you know you don't really know until you do it. And then um, the moment when when we were pulling off, it was the sun was setting and Cedar was playing. I remember looking around, and and I think I was hanging out with some of the Bear guys, and, and I remember just looking around and being like, oh yeah, this is this feels magical. I remember mm-hmm. I remember stopping and, and thinking that, and so it really did. And then and then you know the receptions we got. We played the first one we did was in. The um the bar room I can't think of the name of it but you know in the in the in the bar in the, in the lounge where we did where we did the interview yeah yeah uh, yeah we did the, the game or whatever uh, you know, like last time yeah. the, I forget what the, the traditional the Eagles anyway Eagles um, yeah 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 anyways, but um and and then you know the the show packed out and it was just such a wild. You know show there um and, and you know we were like hanging from the ceiling and doing all kinds of awesome stuff and it was just it just felt like it, it, i was in a club i forgot i was on a boat you know yeah um and then so it was so cool then once you're done with the show you're on a boat you're on a you're on a cruise and so you're, you're chilling and you're running into people and everybody's so respectful and um it just felt great you know it feels really good and then we did the the, the the top deck and that was incredible we did it like in the morning i felt like i was on like mtv beach house or something like that you know and we handed out a bottle of whiskey to everybody in the front row and we, it was it was a magical time. We all just thought it was so fun, you know.
0: So, so pivot to the second time you guys come on. This time you're, the band's more established, you got some names, you guys your name is out there. Uh, what's what was it like coming on and playing this this last time then? Well
2: it was just as fun. I mean it was just as fun, but yeah, you you, you kind of expect things a little bit more. Um, you know, you kind of know how it's gonna go. Um, and I paced myself a lot more the first time. <laughs> The, the first time I, you know, we, 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 we did, our thing. I mean, I, I don't know if I was just not running into people, but I think we were up later than everybody that I can recall. Maybe I, I know some of the seven dust guys were around, but uh, we were up until the sun came up and then we, you know, we go to bed, we go eat breakfast with people that just woke up and then we'd go to sleep, you know? So like, I know we went real hard and then this time we all paced ourselves a lot more and I think it was, you know, both of them were enjoyable, but, um, you know, but I just, I, it's just, it, it's a grateful feeling. I feel grateful that, that we're a part of it and that we're accepted
0: by everybody so much. It's, it's, it's amazing. That's awesome. Cause I remember when we made the announcement, you guys were going to be on this last time. And it was, it was a big deal for a lot of people. Cause at that point, like you said, I mean, these people are festival goers or into every show. If you've been on before, they're going to follow your band. And so when they see an the act coming back now that is. That is out and somewhat established. It was it was a big deal for us, so thank you again. But it's so funny you're talking about staying up all night like you're you're pulling Sean Morgan hours. You know, yeah. Uh, uh, Sean wait, never sleeps once, once. Sean from a Sean. From oh Cedar. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. That, yeah he parties for sure. He does. Yeah, absolutely. You go to bed at night. He's still up. You wake up in the morning, get coffee. He's still up. He's <laughs> still up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's such a fun guy, man. Absolutely. Anyway. Absolutely.
1: Our, our drummer Pooey, he was that he was he was that person. We on our first time, we were all that person. But uh, our drummer Pooey, maintained that sort of like, I'm going to stay up until the sun comes up every single night on every single ship rock we ever did. It gets pretty wild yeah. out there. And moving on from that, I mean, like after you're off the ship and then you go back out on the road or whatever, and you're in random spots in the middle of U the U S or even somewhere else in the world, and you start seeing their faces, these people that you remember eating breakfast yes. with. At that morning yes. you don't, you're like wait i know you oh uh, oh shit or and you see the shiprock gear the, how does that how does that make you feel when you like because a lot of the times you'll be on tour with a band that has no idea what shiprock is right and they'll see all these crazy people come show up at the at the show and uh they'll be taking photos they'll be hanging at the merch booth they'll be doing all these sort of wild shit together and then the, the night ends and you're sitting there with your the band that you're on tour with and like so who the fuck were those people like are those yeah. all your family members and like kind of yeah
2: yeah yeah <laughs> i i think i i can, i, I called them like the, the the most fun cult that exists i think yeah when when, it, when when we first did it and yeah like i i know we we run into people they'll bring the, the shiprock flags um uh you know people from all over all over the world uh and i feel like it's usually when we're around chicago or around one of those airports maybe where it's like an international style thing where we're running a lot of people um but they're everywhere and they're so much fun and you know like like you said like they're just super fun and and, and you just wouldn't get it unless you did it that's that's what it is and that's yeah, that's why it. it's so special
0: they are exceptional people and their music knowledge is off the fucking charts and yeah. they they you know, it's one of those osmosis things for bands. Is that they come on, and then the Shiprock people will support them in their career after they leave the ship. They'll go yeah. get twenty people together in Columbus or wherever, and go to that gig.
2: You're correct. And
0: yeah. And that's tells the friends, "Hey, man, we saw us band on Shiprock," and then you know they they become loyal because you know it's a two way street. Like you want to come on Shiprock, something we love to do, and we're going to support your band. So it's we always like. Are just you know we always press that upon upon bands for first coming out. I'm like you know you're gonna you're gonna make three thousand lifer fans here. So it's it's a great yeah. thing. So, but yeah man, they're exceptional people. Do but thank you so much and uh for taking your time and spending time with them away from the ship when you guys are just on the road. We they yeah, appreciate man. that. And we do do as well. So. Uh,
2: of course, of course, and we're we're like I said we're appreciative to be a part of, this, of the whole thing. All of us are
0: appreciative. So.
1: Stuff. i wanted to i wanted to ask you something else too because in and of that we're all fans of the bands that are playing on the ship right and i you mentioned corn earlier and i know you guys toured with corn yeah. uh so there was probably i wanted to first ask you how did that feel did you know them previously before that or is it like a, this is just your wildest dreams are coming true as a musician because i felt i feel that same way when i'm on the ship you know or a i've been in that position but more or less like when i'm seeing my some of my favorite bands play i'm a fan and i have that same exact energy that the uh, the ship rockers do and that that travels with me everywhere i go so i wanted to ask you about corn and have you ever had and then subsequently have you ever had those sort of feelings on um, the one of the last two times you're on the ship like oh my god
2: fucking helmet's playing or something like that you know well helmet didn't play but that oh, yeah. you know that would have been pretty awesome um yeah. When we got, when we got, uh, we did two tours of Corn. And so the, so the first time that we, that we, that we toured with them, um, I remember, um, getting on that tour and that was one of our first tours was dead. And we were just amazed that they accepted us and put us on the tour, you know, cause we did not know them. Yeah. Um, and, um, but our anti-everything, our, our first single was out and it was doing well. And I, I don't know if that's what, I don't know exactly why we got on it, but, um, it was amazing. They were the coolest guys, you know, and, and it was like that. It was like, um, when they when they would come out and watch us play, and they would just hang and you know like they're just normal dudes, and um, it was it was like you know getting validation from like s- some of the people that were really your biggest inspiration to play music. It makes you it makes you feel like you're not kidding yourself, I guess, because all artists feel that way sometimes. You know, like you you, you have that self doubt no matter what you do, and in a small way, you know, um, or, or or a big way for some people. But um, so I, I think yeah, it was you know it was amazing. I mean I, I mean in the last in dead the last four or five years we've met like almost almost anyone that we would want to have met you know at least to have to have met people or played shows with with everybody and so it's it's really cool we're kind of we're kind of past that point of 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 feeling starstruck and i don't know that i ever really felt super starstruck i did a little bit when i met matt skiba from alkaline trio um
1: and
2: but that was that was the very beginning of, of dead when we were out in la recording our album um so um so, like I said, it's just the validation of having someone you respect tell you that, you know, that, that you're doing a good job, I think, is, is, is priceless, you know? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then on the boat, as far as, you know, I feel like when you're on the boat, most of the bands that were on the boat, um, there was more of a camaraderie than a, like, looking up to somebody. It was more of, like, an inclusive thing, which I think is one of the coolest parts of it, yeah. right? Like yeah, Totally. Um, so so you know yeah on the boat it was just it was just more just hanging out and running into people that you've maybe seen at festivals or toured with before or or whatever it is you know what i mean did yeah. you have like something like that on, on the boat like where you were like you know like
1: yeah uh, our our first show there was a little i think maybe a little bit different well again everybody's first show i feel like that i've asked Their explanation is exactly like yours. When they're like, "We don't know what to expect. We want to. We want them party hard. It blew our fucking minds. We couldn't believe we're on a rock and roll cruise. When we first played the first show, we played, we were literally like a like no one. We didn't have a real record out or whatever. I had just been bugging our agent at the time because I saw this cruise was happening, and some of the bands that he booked subsequently were on that cruise. So I knew he like uh he had a line i was like can you just like ask he's like you got nothing they don't have a record coming out until next year i'm like yeah but can you just like ask and he showed them some video right and uh, i believe al allen uh was like let's book them and i was like wait he said yes and we got on the ship and again we were like these fucking muskrats from detroit that had absolutely no business being there so when we got on the ship it was very magical to begin with like that same exact feeling but then when we played our first show we played it in, and in, at that time it was in, on a different boat. And it was in this place called the Atrium, which is kind of like where that middle bar area is with all the um, elevators on the current boat we've just been on. Uh, And I looked out in the crowd, and it's like, the whole fucking place is packed. And I see uh, the Five Finger Death Punch guys are watching us play. The Seven Deaths guys are watching us play. um, Candlebox is watching us play. And I'm like, wait a second. Like, this is not happening right this is like not happening and then the next day i woke up and i'm watching i believe it was seven dust or papa roach i can't remember who it was at that moment it was papa roach and there's jerry horton wearing our 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 fucking t-shirt like he went to the merch store and got the t-shirt and then i the next show i went to i saw it was Kevin, the the singer from um uh candle box kevin is, is wearing the fucking band's t-shirt on stage i'm like oh, wow oh, not
2: happening what the fuck
1: you know and, and i was starstruck because again these are people that i s- s- so much look looked up to and had been doing all of the things that i've been aiming to try to do and here they are yeah they kind of yeah. i don't know if they were forced to watch me or something like that but it was crazy <laughs> you know and that's the same like that, it's the same feeling with the fans with, when you're on that ship and you move, remove yourself from that ship that same feeling you have with the fans you have with the bands that you met whether you knew they existed or not you became yes. friends because you were in this together and then moving forward when you see them at festivals or you end up getting on tour with them or something like that it's like it's like seeing your your brother you haven't seen in like years, and you just get yeah. along immediately. It's, it's a great yeah. feeling. It really is. It is.
2: It is. Yeah. It is. yeah. It, I would say this time around too was 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 a little bit different. It just be uh, being on there like with Maria and I being together that was really cool. Like we got to kind of have a little vacation together, you know. Yeah. And then um, I got to go watch her do her her piano set, which was amazing. And and then I got to do mine, and she'd come, you know. So like that was so it was a little bit different because the last time I was I was there just with my boys, so. Um, it was a little more like vacationing, which was actually really nice, and I really enjoyed that too you know, watching her do her thing, which is just you know amazing. I love watching her play piano and I watched her put that set together when we were home together and stuff and um, so it was it was cool it was a little more vacationing, which was which I enjoyed a little more relaxing and chilling you know that was going to be part of my question sorry doesn't no,
0: I, I want to get another question here from our ship rockers Henry he wants to know joe what 's your favorite song to play live? um well now it's a, our newer one of our newer songs called ice and shut I,
2: I we played that when we did uh our last run in europe with wage war and, and, and ice and shut just so much fun live but anti everything is just so fun live because the way you know, the crowd goes off on that and the, the chanting and the the pit is usually the most violent during that one so that's 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 awesome um,
0: um but i really love just you know all the songs i love playing them all okay Hey, can I sneak one more question? And This one's kind of a fun yep. one. And Janice, you want to know who your favorite 80s heavy metal, fav, favorite 80s hair band is? I'm sorry. Uh, there's a lot. I, I love so many of them. Um, who's the top? Uh, th- uh, top,
2: what's that? Who's the t- t- top three? If there's a lot of them, who's the top three in that Yeah. yeah so, was, sadly,
1: who's the power bottom one?
2: <laughs> when you're doing the top three. <laughs> <laughs> I love I I love um, I love Slaughter. And wow. um I'm trying to think, man. Eighties. I mean, I guess I'll say Motley crew I'm, I'm trying to think right now, but yeah, probably Motley crew Slaughter, Motley crew and Poison. Yeah. Well, Slaughter's kind of the outlier in that bunch, so yeah, yeah good for you, man. You know, your thing outside yeah. the box, oh, dude. Up all night and Flight of the Angels. Just, <laughs> I mean, I remember like sitting by the radio when I was real young, trying to record those on a cassette, you know, on off the
0: radio and stuff. Because I, you know, whatever, yeah. it was awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks. Thanks for your answers on that, man. Appreciate it, Joe. Yeah, of course. When's this new record coming out?
2: Uh, so that's that's in, 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 in great debate and, and, <laughs> and being figured out now. Um, uh, but, you know, we have a new album and, um, you know, uh, we just have to figure out how, how to release it. Um, because I think initially, we've really only been in quarantine for about two months now. So I think initially it was like, okay, let's see how long this lasts. and Now it's going to be a while. It's going to be a while, right? So I think now we're having to... Um, just kind of pivot and um, and and figure it out. I, I don't have I don't have a date yet, but um, I'm pushing I'm pushing everybody really hard because I would really like to release it uh, sooner than later. Yeah. Do, do you guys have a? Pl-
1: um, you don't have to tell us if you don't like to. When, when, don't you can't or something. But did you have like a planned tour that had to be rescheduled or did anything get canceled? Like, where were you guys at in the touring space uh, yeah. when all this happened?
2: yeah that was um we were going out with uh, in this moment and blackville brides um it was a full two month. i think we would have just been finishing it wow uh, may, middle of may or something like that we were supposed to close the tour at red rocks which was just you know yeah. terrible because that we were we were all so excited uh, to play yeah. there and um and, and really just the whole tour really was, was a great great package of bands and, and um it was just really exciting um so but i, I know they're trying to you know, reschedule it. And, and, you know, I'm waiting to hear on that, but yeah, that's what we were supposed to be doing for the last, you know, two, two and a half months, two months. Yeah. And, uh, it was a bummer. Yeah. And I can't imagine
1: like the, the red rocks thing in particular is like, and that's like a huge buckle. I'm sure you're going to get there no matter what, but <laughs> right. the sure. idea that you we were just so fucking close, you know, like, and this happened, it's gotta be really frustrating. And obviously, um, we all know that at some point in time, our lives will, hopefully resumed to somewhat of a normal uh, version of what they once were, being in the the entertainment space. Who knows when that'll happen? But I I can understand, I understand that you have an issue because you have this killer fucking record and the idea of putting it out before you can actually physically play it live in front of people in any sort of uh, version of that kind of fucks up your plans in general. So you're just in like this treading water space. And uh, I know you probably can't tell us uh, much more than... You know, I don't know when the release date is going to be. But have you guys started to like think about well, what if we can't tour for the rest of the year? Like, what are we going to put the record out? Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, we thought we thought about all, all those things, and, and like that's that's what I mean. Like, if there was more of a definitive answer, then we could come up with a, a better game plan. Um, sure. So, you know, it's still all also up in the air, and um, I know that every artist is dealing with this right now. And so, like you said. You know, in the, in the sense of, like, releasing music, maybe we'll release a couple songs here and there, space it out. You know, like I said, I, I can't I can't say what we're going to do exactly, but, um, you know, like I said, I'm pushing. I, I want to release it. You know, I, I want to get it out there for people. But, you know, we got a lot of, you know, a lot of things involved. You know how it goes.
0: Yeah.
1: So art uh, and commerce figure
2: crazy. out.
0: Hey, <laughs> <know>, what?
2: <laughs> the art
1: and commerce, but all it's crazy because you' like, but, you know, we so hard on this, and we put all our time on it, and now we just have to – but at the end of the day, you could release it, and it could – essentially be falling upon deaf ears because of the, the time and place of where we're at in society is it you know like that versus the version of what's more important right now but the yeah, inner, sure. inner that
2: inner like pride and excitement that you have it's got to be hard to hold back man yeah I've it's really it's a, it's a mixed bag for sure it is yeah. um but then you know you see other bands release albums and it's you know it's really cool that their albums out and, and i'm enjoying listening to them you know like sure. uh, like code orange's album or in this moment released the mother album and yeah and, and it's amazing to have new music out while people are home and they can get a can part of it. that you know and so yeah. there's a part of me that at least wants to release some more music if not the whole thing at least something you know mm-hmm. um but um like i said um it's just it's got to be like a you know we got to get everybody aligned and, and figure out the right way yeah totally yeah
0: you know, with, the, with the new video for mannequin idol out um we, it's kind of ties into some questions here that I'm just going to kind of combine them into one question. Um, is basically like over the years the band has morphed and look. I mean, how much thought you put into like your look? Like you guys were talking earlier. I mean, your first album came out. You were clean shaven kind of guy. You guys were doing a little different thing. Now you're kind of more at bringing more costumes and different looks into it. You're growing your beards out, hair, everything like that. What? How much thought you you, you guys put into that, uh, or is it just something that's just kind of organically happening? or does someone say one day like, hey, let's go with this look? Right. Yeah. Um, like the very beginning, like the first
2: however many shows we played, like in know very beginning, we, we all wore like black straight jackets with our with our eyes whited out and stuff. And mm-hmm. and it was the first time I ever really dressed up in a band ever. Um, and again, I think it was just part of the fun aspect of doing it and, and the aesthetic, combining the aesthetic with the sound, it really, I think it made it more powerful. And so, when you know, I think we just wanted to push it further this time, and, and it was organic. It was like, um, but it was it was thoughtful. You know, it was like uh, let's find let's find you know something that that I, that makes me feel like I'm playing the music, I guess. And it's part of that. It goes together with the way the music feels. I think you know, and um, so, um, uh, so this is where we're at for right now. You know, nice. the things that we do now on stage, and and that might change. You know, it might change, and you know, the next time we come out, it might not. I mean, I'm really not sure, but yeah, it's just you know, it's just like art, just like a new song or new
0: new idea um and uh so it's an ever-evolving thing i think you know you made a really good point so you said it, it makes me feel the music because it and everything ties in part of the story is is obviously the visuals of music so yeah you guys have a grittier sound right now very polished but it has a grit to it so yeah so the kind of new look with the, the powdered and the flowery and the white it out yeah it's great and it actually mm-hmm. kind of ties with chad too when they first came out and. You know, it was like denim vests and beards and haven't showered for weeks. And right. then the last album, it's they whole, put. Same. Just, there's just like a lot of techno disco colors. Like and like, neon hey, and yeah, bands. yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, yeah. man, you know, it's okay for bands to change. So yeah, I agree, I agree.
1: So I it on the head with the DNA. I don't want to want to interrupt if you if there's another rock question, but I did want to say something that what Joe what what you said about the DNA of what you where you came from. You can't deny that we're not just one type of people we're all as artists we're all types of different people we're a product of our environment how we came up and to ne- to deny any of that 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 aspect of us in our real lives is like it's, it's a shame for the art that you could you could make and you can create and there should be no boundaries you, you know like what you put out especially in the rock space in 2020 pushing yes. those lines and, and figure like you guys are doing pushing those lines and finding new ways to communicate your message in your art and the fans that you make through that subsequently will not only be probably more invested in what you're doing, but they're going to believe you and, and trust in you. And, and if you're just honest, you know, right. doing what you feel like,
2: this is what I feel like now. Yes. Agreed. Okay? Yeah, absolutely. Dig- yeah. And because you're not the same person you were, nobody, you know? like regardless of art or anything, it's skin not the cells. the same person you were. What's that? <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah it's <laughs> skin exactly. cells aren't even the same, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's ever evolving, ever evolving
0: for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sorry, Justin, I didn't know if you, you had another Shiprock question. No, no, but I,
0: that was, that was, I, I was trying to take all, a couple of different questions and, and put them into that last question I had for Joe. Um, listen, we have one that's is sort of a mentor question, uh, Joe. Uh, one of our Shiprockers, Amanda, said her son wants to play music for a living. And obviously, we're, do you have any advice during this time um, we're going through right now? I mean, obviously, this will, will fade, and we'll kind of hopefully get back to some sort of normal. Um, But do you have any advice right now for someone who's wanting to maybe make music their living?
2: This is such a hard question. Um, You know, I guess there's the obvious answers to it. Um, Like, practice a lot. Um, Work with like-minded people that you appreciate, that that you enjoy, that you can get along with for a long period of time. Um, You know, I would say those things. I would say be honest with yourself. Uh, be honest with your art. Say things that are important to you. Um, all those things. Um, I would also say read books about music business or rather than just worrying about being really awesome at, at shredding. Learn, learn the business side because it ends up becoming very important. You know, um, once you once you reach a certain level, you need to know about you know um, all kinds of things. You know what I mean? Um, so um, th- that's like th- that's the short answer. You know what I mean? But as far as making it your living, it's a hard thing to do. And I think you really got to know if you, if you truly love it, and if it really just calls to you that much, um, you know, then make it your, I guess, you know, then
0: making it your living is, 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 is something you could do. Yeah. Well, you hit on two good points. Um, is that people need to become more educated in the business aspect of this. And that means how many times have we heard about in history, how many bands have been ripped off because not everyone in the band knew how the business worked. Yeah. If you have someone who went to law school in your band, you're golden. Yes, absolutely. Right? So, but I think, and, uh, so I think you had a lot of good answers for us. So Amanda, I hope you uh, you respond uh, well to what uh, Joe had to say. And good luck with yeah, yourself. So thanks, start, Amanda. Amanda. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, having the business knowledge in today's uh, area of music, of art, and entertainment in general, just even if you can understand what you're actually going, you're signing yourself up to do is super crucial have you ever have you guys been in a situation ever maybe even not in this band or when you were younger before uh was it a man-made machine before this yeah was
2: that your first band no 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 i've had i've had five bands i think that was the last one before this band yeah what's the trend which act were you in
1: that you transitioned from like the what we're talking about I got two I got two speakers on stands man come over my house and play and then you're like okay I'll load up all my shit uh did we make any money oh no man you didn't get yeah. paid today. like where did you what, what what point in this did you figure out that like oh I got to be a little bit more like rough about what I say yes to and what I don't see you know, when you're thinking about it differently because there's a tension probably somebody wants you to play they're asking you you're not begging them so right. you know what what do you do
2: at that point the, yeah the, i guess it was i feel like it was organic um the first band i was ever in like you said it was, it was called going postal and it was like like i said it was a punk band hmm. um and then i got into a band called half gain and and this was when i was in more like high school time and there was like a scene i guess that was when we really found like our, our place the other because the first band we were really young we we're trying to be a part of the this the punk scene but we we're really young and we could only do so much you know what i mean um yeah. And then once we were like 17 or so, 18 and we're, you know, in high school, you have all your friends, you know, you kind of get more friends to come out and stuff like that. And there was like a scene and we're actually playing in cool venues and opening for, um, I remember we opened for Papa Roach on their Infest album um, back then, you know, and and Taproot, I think it was Papa Roach and Taproot and stuff. And that was like the coolest thing. And, you know, so it's just a gradual thing and you, you just slowly meet people in the scene and those people, you know, it's like this long web of people, and, and you just slowly just kind of work your way up, and and um, you know, people, you know, might like you or not. You know, it's so hard to even remember how it all happened, but it's yeah. like you said it's organic, it's just natural. You go and play shows, you meet people, you try to team up with bands that you enjoy, and then you know you want to play shows with them, and you, you create your own little kind of scene and your your little clique, I guess, and um, you know, you, you try to sell tickets to play with other bands national bands when you're a kid and um you know just did everything that you know that you should do in a band you know i i we, we did all of it yeah you know so it's it's very yeah. gradual very gradual
1: That am sure you did all uh, of it. By, well the lesson that you that you learn and uh, through the process of be playing music in general uh it the life lessons that it serves you on a daily basis, from when you were 14 years old to today. It's something new every single day that you get to, like, take away from, hopefully have perspective uh, on, and then deliver a better version of something else into the world, uh, whether that's learning how to book your own show and doing the, the... uh, you know the sort of economics of being in a band and then also how do i speak to people in, in a more respectful tone or what am i give what am i putting out in the wo- there's a reactions to every action that i give to the world and what am i looking for and walking into a room of people after you've been in a band and been on on a stage for a long time i still get scared shitless to talk to like anybody in a public situation outside of like being in a band. Like I'm like, hey, oh, okay. uh, nice to meet you, I'm weird, you know? But like for that moment when I'm, I'm you know, 30 minutes on the stage with a microphone, I'm like, okay, I'm just somebody else right now, you know? Or whatever version of it. That part of me, I'm as sure as you know, has been able to uh, find a home in so many other places in, in my life. Do you, yeah, have, have you guys been in any like, absolutely shitty situations as dead? Like were you know, you're going to get into a fight with a fan or some just something fast backwards that you, you have to check yourself. And remember, Oh, I know how to deal with this. I, I dealt with this when I was
2: 15, you know? Right. Wow. That's i uh, I'm really not good at recalling like scenarios. If someone tells me about it, I'd be like, Oh yeah, that was, you know, that was cool. <laughs> I, I can't recall anything like that right now. Like, um, but I'm sure it happens all the time. I'm sure yeah. there's so many scenarios where, we would be, you know, you'd be frazzled or whatever, but you know, you've done it before. So, you know, you know, you're like, Oh, cool. You know, we broke down or, or we didn't, you know, or, or, um, you know, I don't know, or, or some bands treating us like, like shit on the show and, and, you know, whatever, we got to go and be stern with them or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm just trying to grasp it. Anything. Um, but I'm, I'm sure that, that everything that we've learned along the way has come come in handy, you know, like in some way, shape, or form. What's your worst breakdown you guys broke down on the road, uh, I take it? Um, Well, with Dad, we've been very lucky. We only had one really bad breakdown. We were going to play Rockfest in Wisconsin, and we broke down somewhere. I think it was North Platte, which is in some state. I can't think of where it is. Maybe Nebraska. (laughs) Nebraska, Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and um, we broke down North Platte, which I pretty much, we ate, domino's pizza every day for a week i think because we were stuck there and we ended up flying home and it was the worst breakdown we ended up flying home and then flying back and getting a rental car picking up our van driving it back to arizona it and was, it was terrible but we've had other ones like in, in older bands where we were at an rv and we broke down on the side of the road and they couldn't come and do anything till the next day so remember we drank like every bit of alcohol we had that night in the rv and, and woke up to like the cops knocking on the door and they pulled us out and that whole super fun thing you know so there's yeah. been a million i mean there's been a million things um you know over time that um you know i don't know you learn from and you know and uh, i try to balance myself a little bit more you know definitely not as much partying as, as i used to but you know there's 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 a time and place for everything
1: sure when you're exactly. broken down inside the, the road that's when you exactly right, what, else,
0: what else are you gonna do <laughs> road stories. Uh, Tim wants to know what what's your funniest road story? Oh man. Um,
2: again, not not good at recalling stories. I, I feel like we're having
0: fun all the time. You know what I mean? Um, is there an incident somewhere that you kind of, you know, somewhere in your mind? Man,
2: like I said, I, you know, like probably math would be good at this but I, I can't i really can't think of anything like off the top of my head really like like you know like the quintessential story but i'm sure there's all kinds of stuff you know i just i, I guess i'm always just trying to live in the now trying to live in the moment and i just i just can't think of it you know all right no worries hey tim uh, sorry He's, tim He just can't recall. Tim, fuck you <laughs>
0: <laughs> not to be rude brother not to be rude i i, I can't think of anything <laughs> Talking about the record coming up, which will eventually come out the full length, uh, is there a name for it? One of our, Another Tim wants to know if you guys have a name chosen yet for it, if you, or if you can disclose that. Uh, I do have a name I can't disclose it yet. Okay. Sorry, Tim. Yeah. Two Tims both two struck Tim, now. Yeah, two Tims. Hey, we do have one, uh, one. From one, more, one more from Randy. You, I think you can probably answer this one. Is there a, is there a song you want to cover?
2: Um, oh, there's all kinds of songs I want to
0: cover. Um, I've actually
2: been working on a bunch of covers, um, and, and Maria and I have actually been practicing about this playing guitar and singing together and working on a bunch of covers. Um, um, and you know, one uh, that I like, want to cover with Dead, I guess, we, um, we recorded a cover, which may or may not be on the album, I don't know if it's going to make it or not. Um, there's all kinds of songs we did. We did a cover of nine inch nails had like a hole for octane, which is awesome. Um, I have a lot of songs I want to cover. Um, and a lot of them would probably maybe not even be something that we would use in dead. I'd love to, you know, cover like some old minor threat or something like that. Um, and yeah. you know, maybe like, you know, um, I don't know all kinds of things. Um, you know, maybe it'd be really cool to do like a heavy version of radiohead maybe too, or something. I, you oh, know, there's man. a lot of, a lot of fun, a lot of fun ideas. Um, big plastic trees. But well, like heavy? Exactly, oh, yeah. 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 that could be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, we, we recorded one f- uh, for the new album and, and we'll see if it ends up making the album, like I said, once we decide how, how to release it.
1: Well, I think that you, I probably, I know I'm probably not gonna get the same, uh, I'm gonna get the same answer as Tim here. I, I was gonna ask if, if there's a favorite track that you have
2: on the record, but if you're holding back on that, I don't want to push. yeah i can't have too much info about it but i do love the the, i love every song we did honestly Um, what
1: number is it on the track and the track listings (laughs) at least i'm
2: well i'm still working on the track listing oh okay yeah arguing over that we're (laughs) arguing over the track listing phase still right now so
1: that's a great that's a great segue to a question i have and I, i don't want to ask you a bunch of them but like this is my that's my one of my favorite parts is like once the songs are all recorded And we know what it's going to sound like because I usually think about it as a a whole when I go into it, you know, in some way, shape or form. And then when it's done, it's obviously completely different than the way I imagined it when we started. Right. So then you're putting these pieces together because the idea in your head is even if you're doing this unique way of releasing new music in 2020 and digital platforms in your brain, you still want to. And it is important honor that the idea of the long play you put the record in and it takes you through the 30 minutes or 45 minutes of of, of your story your life you know this is how fans connect And those little in, in, intimate moments of like pause between tracks or even kind of play into that do you guys take mm-hmm. into
2: consideration all of those little minute details as well yeah yeah i think there's a lot of that uh, the, you know we probably call it the flow you know the flow of the songs <laughs> the way the way the way it flows. Uh, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and like I said, that's why there's a lot of debate on on oh well, we want to have like you know four bangers right up front and then mm-hmm. chill it out and then bring it back up and then you know what I mean like take like you said take them on a ride take them on a roller coaster some some sort of sonic roller coaster. Um, that's definitely thought about for sure. Yeah, and it's, you know it happens with every release I've ever done. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's, I, uh, I got another question real quick. This is actually a really good one. I didn't even think about it. Uh, Robert wants to know, Joe, if you uh, had to switch positions in the band, what instrument you would play and who would sing?
2: Um. Well, the only other thing I could—I mean, I couldn't play drums. I mean, I couldn't play the drums like like Matt can. I—I I guess I'd either be bass or guitar. Uh, I don't know who would sing. <laughs> uh, Matt, I mean, David and Kyle can both. I think they can both generally sing. Um, I don't know, it'd be hard, man. Yeah, I, I guess I'd I'd probably just jump on guitar and bass. I don't know, bass is pretty fun. Bass is pretty fun because I feel like there's not you know no hate on bass players, but you know cause, like, if we were the Red Chili Peppers, I'd be like, all right, I can't play bass because you know I can't I can't do like flea or whatever. But um, you know for our style of music, like I could probably probably do it. You know, do our songs. So yeah, it'd be fun to be the bass, just be that low end, and just
0: that crunch. And then Kyle could go to vocals. Yeah, yeah, copy, copy yeah. vocals. Yeah. Okay, so, God forbid, every one night your voice is blown out, you got to still play. Then you'll switcheroo. Yeah.
2: <laughs> All right. Yeah, we could do it. I don't know if Kyle could hit the hit the rapping parts or not. I don't know if he can rap or not, but you know, we'd have to see.
1: That's awesome. That's a good question.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a
2: great. question. Yeah.
0: Um, I tell you- Joe, you've given us almost an hour of your time, man, and we really appreciate you, you taking this Friday um, to, to spend some time with us in, in our Shiprock family, and thank you, everyone, on, on Facebook Live for asking such great questions. I got to tell you, though, personally, I spent, like, almost a good portion of 2019 on the road with Joe, and a lot of these things I did not know because, Chad, as you guys know, you talk a lot, but sometimes you really don't get to talk a lot. Yeah, yeah, right. right. Oh, thank you. You actually, you know what? G- getting to know you, and then there's getting to know you. Right, right. Now, but we lot talked. Lot about, we talked a lot about. We did talk about lot and, stuff, yeah. though. I never cried into your background. I mean, Chad knew more about bands you're in, I did. And I consider myself pretty knowledgeable. I just, yeah. I thought about the here and now. I didn't think about what. Hey, what was Joe doing ten years ago? So. I'm just creepy. I'm
1: I, I'm sorry. I
0: just I, no, dude. That's good. <laughs> this is really good for me, and I really enjoyed that the aspect of getting to know you. And again, it's always great for the shiprockers to get to know the band, not just what you're doing now or what you're doing in the future, but where you came from and what your what your style is. And so they get a little closer to you that way. Um, Chad, did you have anything else to finish up with for Joe?
1: I mean no I, I think uh, other than uh, when you when you're planning on shaving your beard is there like a do you give yourself a threshold I suppose uh, like <laughs> at,
2: at this time this is when I'm going to shave it well I haven't that's I mean that's why I am wearing a beard I'm waiting Maria's going to cut my hair maybe tonight or tomorrow actually so we're doing home home haircuts and stuff um, nice I uh, will probably I'll probably have her trim on my beard a little bit I think she wants me to keep growing as I to see if I can get her to do it or not but you know all right yeah, so so we'll see. I might just trim it up, but it's not going to go away anytime soon. That's for sure.
1: Good, good, good. I hope the next time I see you, I ha- I'm, I'm filled with rage for the jealousy that I have over your beard. That's what I have.
0: <laughs> well, um, I can't
2: wait for that. For
1: that
0: day. <laughs> hey, Brock, yeah, with us. Um, we have a very special contest coming up. We'll let you guys know on Monday what it is, but uh, dad was generous enough to give us some of the shirts that they actually had on ship rock from 2020. And we'll be doing a little contest for those. And, uh, We'll let you know what that is on Monday and how many will be available, Um, but that's very gracious of the band, and so we appreciate you, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Dave, on that. Um, Guys, we know it's very tumultuous time right now in our country. The last 48 hours have been crazy, and I don't think anyone could have scripted this, what's going on. So um, the fact that we can spend our Friday here talking about one thing that brings us together is music has been very healing, uh, hopefully, for a lot of people. I pray for the people in Minneapolis that they get that all together and that we can move forward in this country. So um, just want to add that a little, a little other housekeeping. We have guys, we have very few select cabins available for uh, Shiprock 2021. So please go to shiprock.com and make sure and get your room because as we say, you want to be waving from the ship and not the shore uh, on the day we sail. Um, Joe, is there any places uh, that you can direct fans that can go and still support the band uh, while we're on hiatus here?
2: yeah i mean streaming you
0: know streaming us
2: on spotify apple wherever you stream um merch our, our merch is on merch now you can go there and pick up some merch we're going to be posting some merch in the next couple days actually too so go we'll check out keep an out for some new merch um and download the single you know do what you can i know it's a, i know it's a crazy time so we're just appreciative of everybody that continues to support us
0: um and uh you know we're just excited to have some new music out there and we can't really wait to release the rest of it well, guys, thank you very much. You guys uh, heard it right there. So if you guys want to pick up some music or new threads from uh, Dead, you can go to those areas to pick those up. Uh, again, once again, Joe, thank you so much. Best to Maria, please give, it, give yes. her give her our best, and uh, obviously the rest of the band. And we look forward to seeing you guys on the road. I'll catch up to you later, Joe. Um, good. As always, me amigo. We'll uh, we'll do this again very soon, uh, guys. We'll be uh, we'll be announcing our next uh, making Ways here very shortly. And also, uh, keep in mind, we will be switching to a podcast for Making Waves, uh, and we'll have more information about that. And, yeah, we'll be coming back with more virtual events, uh, trivia and bingo upcoming. Again, just stick to our Facebook pages, Instagram pages, and your emails, and we'll be getting all that information to you. Again, once again, everyone, take care of yourselves. Have a great weekend. Thank you for spending Friday with us. Again, Joe, good luck with everything, buddy. Chad, we'll see you. Thank ya. you, you too. Appreciate and, you guys. And everybody out there, Thank you. What a-